So far, we've got two more to go. This is the only way out. But you expect a person to fit through there? Mrs. Rosen, you're going to crawl right through there. Believe me. She has this illusion, always thinking she's too fat. Mr. Rogo, will you follow me? Yeah, I figured it's me again, huh? Why? Because when we get the other end of this duck, it's going to take both of us to help the others out. Mr. Martin? Yes, sir? You follow off the rear. Make sure everybody's accounted for. Oh, okay, Reverend. I'm going next. So if old fat ass gets stuck in there, I will be caught behind. Get into my pocket. Wait, wait! Oh, oh, oh. Sorry, man. It's a bit ironic. Come on! You're gonna do this. 
Time for a new episode of Split the Difference. I'm your host, Jesse. Today I have with me Hope. Oh, you're lucky. I love you so much, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> that explains a lot about what's going to happen in this episode. Uh, today, we're talking about The Poseidon Adventure, the original film from 1972, directed by Ronald Neem, Neam, whatever hell, how do you help pronounce his name, and versus the 2006 remake directed by Wolfgang Peterson. Uh, so, I, I'm assuming you've seen this original film before. I watched this, like, a lot as a kid. Did you watch this as a, as a kid? I seen it like one time and that was ages and ages ago, but I didn't like watch it a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I remember my mother made me watch this at one point. I'm not sure why. I don't know, but I remember I remember kind of dozing off in the first half and then I woke up in the second half when they have to go through the engine room and they and then Gene Hackman falls into mm-hmm. the fire water below. I remember that very vividly, but I didn't remember much of the the opening. I don't know. I guess as a kid, I kind of as didn't really say, care if, about the, the yeah yeah. As as a kid, that's not what you look for necessarily in a film. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. This is one of many movies that were coming out at the time. the uh, The disaster movie was a big thing. This the airports towering inferno earthquake like it was all these movies about like some natural disaster and about how people escape it's all they're all the same movie they're all the same it's just the location and like how they go about it and it's because of the location so yeah yeah in in the terms of this movie the interesting premise is oh they're trapped on a boat that's capsized yeah i I used to think this premise was impossible but then it turns out this actually has happened before Mm -hmm. a rogue wave it is possible yes i didn't realize it was possible anyways what was your thoughts uh watching this original film did you watch the original first or the remake first so because I had seen the original before, I had not seen the remake. I watched the remake first since I still had kind of Ooh. memories, you know, mm-hmm. and then I'd go yeah. back to like cleanse my palate, <laughs> so to say. <laughs> um, you made the right call. Yeah, I, I did the opposite direction. I did the original first and then the remake. Uh, you made the good decision. <laughs> but we'll get to that, though. <laughs> so uh, the original film, um, what do you think? I truly do love the original film. Um, I mm. mean, it has a great cast of people to begin with. I'm I'm a huge sucker for anything Gene Hackman, though. And he, he just has such a power to him. Like, he just commands the scene no matter what it's in. He, no matter what movie, what he does, whether it's comedic, serious, drama, like, whatever. He just has this, like, something about him that just always draws me to him. And I love it. And so he was, like, the perfect person to play, like, the preacher to, like, be the leader and, and get through the trudges. and Yeah, a preacher that basically has a disdain towards God. <laughs> I love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just, yeah, I, I love the fact that the, the preacher is the one that takes charge um, while everybody else who's a, a figure of authority is failing miserably at rescuing these people. So, but he's a preacher that does not truly believe in God. He's kind of has a level of criticism towards his own faith. So he's he's a realist in many ways. 
I, I will say one thing about the original, though. It always, it always throws me off to this day <laughs> because we all love Leslie Nelson. We all love, you know, Airplane and Naked Gun uh, and yeah. all those. And growing up, I saw him as a comedic actor. I saw him cl- slapstick and comedy. So, like, seeing yeah. him in this role as the ship's captain, like, this very serious like striking role i'm just like i I can't i just i couldn't like he was he was trying to be serious and i was still laughing in the scenes he was in just because it's fucking him like i just well that's that's more because of baggage from leslie nielsen as an actor like people forget that leslie nielsen actually was a legitimately great actor he really was very very good it's just that after Airplane, he kept getting typecast into comedic roles. Like there was the Police Squad TV series, which lasted only six episodes, which then became the Naked Gun movies. And then there was like Spy Hard and Wrongfully Accused, like all those like parody movies that then he got put into the scary movies. And it's just that's a that's a misuse of him as an actor. Oh, and I agree. He was legitimately good. I, I've seen him in earlier roles, but again, like I said, growing up that's typically what I saw him in. So, like, I felt bad. But I was just like, because I, I literally just couldn't help but laugh. I was like, that's not my guy. Like, I'm sorry. Uh, you were waiting for him to say, I am serious and don't call me Shirley. Exactly. Fucking exactly. Yeah. Especially when talking to Robin, yeah. the kid. Like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> I kept thinking whenever the kid's in the, in the, uh, on the bridge, I kept waiting for Leslie Nelson to go, Billy, have you ever been in a Turkish prison? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not in the movie very much. Uh, it, that is the one thing I would say is a negative. Leslie Nielsen gets taken out of the movie pretty quickly. You don't even it, really see him get taken out either. Just like, yeah. oh, he did. How do you know he's dead? Yep. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, the ship did flip over. I know, time. but like, it was no, it was no, like, oh, well, he, like, yeah, you know, it's just. Oh, you don't see his dead body floating around. Yeah. 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 Uh, what's great about this is that this is all practical effects. Like, this was all oh, done yeah. practically. They, they built this set, they flipped it upside down. Everyone's legitimately doing this stuff. There's no CGI. This is before the age of CGI. The fact that all this feels so real all the time it really feels like there's a sense of danger to the movie Mm -hmm. it's really really well done and this movie made a massive profit at the theater oh yeah Yeah, and rightfully so i I would say this is probably one of the best disaster movies ever made um i'm not a huge fan of disaster movies they don't really do it for me i just have no general interest in them but if the characters are interesting enough i can let a lot of stuff go and I will you know. say that is a huge thing. This movie, it, it's character driven, which I know you and mm-hmm. I both like. A lot of people are like, oh, just give me action. But like this one actually does delve into each character. It delves into like a minimal backstory and their their likes, their wants, their needs, their their actual personalities. And so it's not just like a random grag tab group of people and then they go. Like you you do learn about these people and I really did appreciate that. Mm-hmm. As compared to the remake where they don't have any of that. But we'll get to that in a second. Um but yeah, they spent this movie's two hours long. They spend the first 30 minutes doing character stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, like 
typically in most disaster movies you see today, like pick a Roland Emmerich movie. Like they go right into the action. There's no right. character development. It's just like, oh, right into it because nobody gives a shit about characters. It's like, well, no, what? that's the reason you're there. That's why you have an eclectic cast. You know, you don't just have a giant cast to have them do nothing. Mm-hmm. It just, ugh. A lot of the times in movies like that, though, nowadays, they just rely on the names of the cast instead of actually building up character. They're like, oh, well, you know them from X, Y, and Z. They're famous. So you're going to watch it because they're famous. Like, Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to delve into another uh, one of the most recent disaster movies and hopefully the last one, Moonfall. Uh, Mm. Possibly one of the worst movies of the year. Uh, It's... Just like you have these major actors in this movie and the movie is absolute garbage. Like they don't do anything. They're just there. They're just there to fill in like space between CGI sequences. It just. Yeah, that's that's the miss you. That's the inappropriate way of doing a disaster film. And even then, I'd say you don't need disaster movies today anyways, because we're currently living through one. <laughs> and at at are, this point, you know, the actual earth has gone through every disaster imaginable other than actual planet explosion. Um, yeah. We're bes- good. <laughs> besides, a, besides an asteroid hitting the planet, which would decimate the entire planet. We haven't really had that happen yet, but Hey, who knows? <laughs> right. We'll see. Um, but yeah, this movie is genuinely really great. It, it's 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 two hours long, but it feels short. It's it's so brisk. Yeah, it does not feel like strong. two hours. the The longest part would probably be the be- beginning, but I give it that because yeah. it is building character. It's not just like long expanses for nothing. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think my only real negative of the original film is the 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 kid. It, it just I found the kid very annoying. <laughs> I just, I don't I'll know. take I that just find kid. Child actors very, uh, yeah. I'll take that kid in the original Robin any day, any fucking day, over the kid in the remake. The kid in the yeah. remake <laughs> is the re- is like one of the reasons why I hate children, will never have children, and want to punch children. <laughs> like, <laughs> kid just fucking walks away during the middle of a goddamn flooding. Like, where the fuck did he go? <laughs> oh, at least uh, the only thing I will say, like the at least Robin in the original, the kid in the original, at least he had useful information. At least he was helping. He's like, look, we have to go here because the steel's thinner. That's the best route. Um, the I know the way because I got a tour of it. So, like, at least he served a true purpose. The kid in the remake literally. They should have just killed him off. He had one purpose. (laughs) They should have just killed him off. Yeah, he had one purpose, which was to fit his hand through that vent so he could unscrew the latches. That was literally the only time he was ever useful. And And that that could have been anybody's hand. It could have been one of the female's hands because they're slimmer. Yeah, I was about to say, you could just do that. But just, we're not there yet. I know we want to rail on the remake, but we'll get to it. Um, so what's uh what would you say is the your favorite sequence in this original movie? There's quite a few. What what's the best one in your opinion? Uh, the original, I obviously towards the end, you know, the the ending really gets me a lot when you have Mrs. Rosen, the 
uh, Rogo, he's just like, you, you had a lot of guts, lady. You had a lot of guts. I'm like, damn right she had guts. Mm-hmm. Like this, she was yeah. older, like obviously probably 60s, you know, and she just dove right in and was like, I'm going to do this. Screw everybody. I'm going to do this. And then she did it, man. She saved the preacher. She got everyone through. She opened up the channels. Like, she kicked ass. And you didn't expect that initially from how they were building up her character. But then she comes out of nowhere. And I was like, you know what? Like, that's true mom power right there. That's, like, legit true mom power. And I I was just like, you know what? Good for fucking you, Miss Roses and Mrs. Rosen. Like, yeah. Oh, I loved her. And yeah. it like mm-hmm. Yash did end up like passing away most likely due to like heart failure because she was doing crazy shit at the age of 60 when obviously she was out of shape on top of yeah. on top of going through a panic. <laughs> but <laughs> um Yeah, man, like that really touched me and I really enjoyed that whole sequence of her just being a, a total badass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, every actor is given it their all in this movie. Like, there's not a single like poor performance. Everyone's totally into it. it it's they're really trying for it. I, I wonder what the actors thought about this. Like, oh yeah, we're doing a disaster movie. Like, these are legitimately great actors, and they're like, oh yeah, we're doing a disaster movie. It's like it's a great movie. Oh it's fantastic. Yeah. Well, very well done. Whenever you see disaster movies now and you see cast members show up, it, like they always look so zoned out all the time because they're just like, yeah, it's a paycheck. I know why I'm here. CGI is going to do all the work. Like just going back to Moonfall, Halle Berry and Patrick Wilson look so checked out the entire time. Mm-hmm. They look so bored on screen. <laughs> but I mean, like oh, the, the the lineup for the original, we have Shelley Winters, we have Gene Hackman, uh, Ernest Borgnine, you know, Rodney McDowell. Leslie Nielsen, like, the, it's a stacked fucking cast for that time period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Grandpa Bucket from uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, or Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, he just will... seeing all, all these actors, yeah. Just oh, you're talking about uh, Jack really Albertson? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're all giving it their all in this, in this whole movie. Yeah. I say my favorite sequence is when... Um, they get up to the second floor in the um, in the ballroom, like the few the fewer that are going to try to escape mm-hmm. after the captain or the uh, the sh- the mate the first suit mate says uh, to stay in the ballroom, mm-hmm. and then the water starts rushing in, and Pacman just leaves them behind. Just we gave you a chance, <laughs> right? We gave you the I, chance, I mean, and you you said no. Several chances, like yeah, the fact that he's a preacher and still said, "Yeah, I'm not helping them. Screw it." Forget it. <laughs> it, it forget well, it. it's that whole like God helps those who help themselves type of deal. So that's probably what he was yeah. doing. He's just like, you know what? You mm-hmm. ain't helping yourselves. I'm not God. Yep. I'm not helping you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, Gene Hackman really, yeah, really was is he was such a great actor. I mean, he ended up in some crap movies every now and again, but yeah, this is one of his best performances this the you know the conversation is fantastic you know it's really really great performance he's in one of my favorite movies ever uh which one is that so um it's it's a little insight into next season actually uh but in next season we're gonna be doing my one of my favorite films of all time 
and it's uh, the red cage. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. And Gene Hackman is in the birdcage, and oh my that's god! Right. So it's like a great yeah. actor with one of my favorite movies. Oh, I love mm-hmm. it. So yeah, so next season, guys, look out for the birdcage, and we're also gonna have some extra. Su- yep. We'll also have some extra surprises with that one too. So which is cool. Yes, we will. Uh, yeah, this this original movie is so well done. Like the visuals are great. It, cinematography in this in this film is fantastic too. I love the. It wasn't it, shaky. It was, it, was, it was it was great still yeah. cam work. It really was. Yeah, it's very well lit. Like it looks dark and moody in that in that, but not overly like, so. So it's like drowned out. Yeah, yeah. Just to compare the two films, like the original uh, film, the cinematographer. Uh, was Harold Stein, who was one of the best cinematographers of all time. And the remake is, the cinematographer was John Seal, who's also a fantastic cinematographer. He went on to do a lot of work with George Miller, like um, mm-hmm. Lorenzo's Oil. And uh, he came out of retirement to do Mad Max Fury Road. He had retired for five years and he got brought back in because Miller was like, hey man, I need you. Right. <laughs> My other guy quit. Please right. come in. And then he, he just recently did another film called um, 3,000 Years of Longing with George Miller. Which I have not seen. Apparently, nobody oh, saw it because yeah. I didn't even know the damn thing even existed. <laughs> so that, yeah, again, um, that's like, one of those movies. This, after it came out, I was like, "Well, where was this? this <laughs> where was this? I, Why did I saw I no know? advertising? I, I saw no advertising for that thing anywhere. Mm-mm. I guess the studio just didn't care. It was a massive bomb, but thankfully, Furiosa was already in production by the time they that it came out. So he still has a career. He's still good. Yeah. Um. But the 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 thing with the remake is that there's a lot of shaky cam. There's a lot of like fast editing, and it's just it visually it's fine, but it seems like it's too bright inside the ship. Even though they show it from the outside, the power gets knocked out. But then it's like inside, it's bright everywhere. It's like, yeah, well, where's all the power coming from? I thought the power was out. Like it's backup generators? Question mark. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. But yeah, like I, just the original just feels so much more still and steady. Like the ship is just dead in the water. There's just no movement. It's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. As compared to the remake, where it just feels it feels like the final act of Titanic, where it's just like we're just gonna stretch it out to an hour and a half. It's just that's what it feels like. Right. I know this is all happening you know? in five minutes, but we're gonna make it last an hour <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It, it's just yeah. Yeah, the original just feels so much more, uh, so much more properly structured. There's there's actual thematic elements in the film, like ever like people sacrificing themselves to save each other. Like there's there's redeemable characters as well. That's that, that that's the biggest problem between this original and the remake. The characters feel like they deserve to survive in the original, whereas in the remake. A lot of the characters, they're kind of dicks. That's, that's the thing. I did not care about majority of the characters in the remake. In this, in the original, I, like, rooted for them. They were all, even, like, Rogo, who is kind of, like, a disowned shit cop. But, like, he at least still, he truly loved his wife, you know? He yeah. still led people through despite things. So, like, he, he was, you know... You want to see them survive as opposed to in the remake where you want to see them die. Mm-hmm. Like that that's the critical thing in a disaster movie is that you want to see your characters survive. Well, if the characters aren't likable, why do I give a shit? Exactly. 
<laughs> why why do I care? So Yeah, that's the critical difference. Let's 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 just dive right in. Let's to forgive the pun. Um let's dive right into the remake. It sucks. It fucking sucks. It's boring. It's a half hour shorter, yet it feels longer. I just how that's a that's a feat right there. You mean uh, you mean you didn't like generic character one, generic character two? <laughs> <laughs> you Did you not like the character of protagonist? <laughs> exactly. You didn't like God, uh, father, and you didn't like man with daughter. Father having daughter issues. I just. Uh... The the only thing I'll say is I think. That was the first film or show or anything I've ever seen Emily Rossum at least have a positive male figure in her life. Yeah, she typically gets shit on. Like she's on Shameless right now. Is that correct? She is. Well, she was. Yeah, I mean, Shameless. The show is over. It's over now. But yeah. Yeah, the show's over. Yeah, but yeah, she got shit on that entire series. Like, just goddamn, man. I just felt so bad for her. God, just yeah, I. But the only sequence I liked in the remake was the air vent sequence. Yes. Where everyone is trapped inside the air vents and they're stuck and they need to get the um they need to get the uh the grate above them unlatched so they can get out before the water rushes up. Like great sequence. That's good. Like it's tight, it's claustrophobic, you feel like you're stuck in there with them. I can imagine seeing that on a big screen and being like, Oh god, I'm gonna pass out. It reminded me a lot of the descent. Which came out okay. I think, the same year as this, two thousand six. Descent, I think, believe it was around the same time. Yeah, if it wasn't that year, it was like that. a year before or after. Yeah, you're right. It was a uh, it was a year before. Yes, yeah. The descent was one year before, and I have a feeling this was inspired by that. Probably. It's- but yeah, this is this is where Jesse eats his own words because he's like, I love Kurt Russell. He do no wrong. I love this man. I love Escape from New York. And then we watch this movie. Yeah, I yeah. He's done some bad movies. But then he redeemed himself a year later when he did Death Proof, which is fantastic. So he's Yeah. Yeah, he, he got a good one. So, you know, he redeemed himself. This this is clearly a paycheck movie. Mm-hmm. Everybody in this movie is so checked out and so uninvested in the material, they don't care. This is a movie that was done because they got paid. I was trying to figure out, like, Richard Dreyfus is in this film. What the fuck was his character? Like, I don't even know what his character was. It was it, like, I, and they try to make him, quote unquote, like, relatable, I guess, because he's like, oh yeah, my husband or whatever. And I'm like, that was fucking left field and no backstory or anything. And then, okay. Um. Yeah, it's just it's just kind of there. It just, but it doesn't help the movie or feel like it has any point in the movie. It's That's just, what I'm saying. Like, if you're going to develop a character, cool. There was no character to develop, though. So it was just so random. Like I said, this movie is a half hour shorter than the original film. The ending, the the credits are 10 minutes long, so this is a 90-minute movie. What they cut from the movie, that first first 30 minutes where all the character development happened, they cut all of it. Yeah. There's barely anything to open this movie, and it just jumps into it. And 
And the I think the biggest problem is that this story can't be done in modern day. It, it doesn't work because modern technology, they would have seen this wave coming from miles out. There's no way, like, I can understand that in the 70s where the original is set. This doesn't work in modern day because the technology, they would see this on radar a long ways off. Like, there's never a right explanation as to where the fuck the wave comes from. They they state in the original, oh, there was an earthquake near Crete. Oh, then there's a tidal wave coming at us. Okay, let's prepare for it. And it just happened. Then they just they just get blindsided by it. This one it just appears. Like, we don't know where the fuck it came from. There's no explanation. Well, not only that, but the thing is, is that before any of that would have happened, like, they would have had procedures in order. They would have had them in place. Also... Like cruise liners nowadays, their engines can go so quick and they're so damn powerful compared to before. Like, yeah, it, it wouldn't have been an issue whatsoever to be like, all right, uh, U turn, bye. Yeah, yeah, this there really is no explanation for this. Like, this this should have been set back in the 70s. If you're gonna remake this, do something different with it, do something unique. Apparently there was a TV remake done a year before this that I have not seen, but the reason the ship capsizes is because of a terrorist act. I'm sure, fine, whatever, I don't care as long as the it's ship It's more believable over. on it. It's stupid, yeah. but it's more believable. It's more believable, yeah. It, it, you know, I, I, I don't plan to watch it. It's a TV movie, I don't care. Um, but it's just the problem with this movie is that I just didn't give a shit about anyone. I didn't care. Yeah. Again, I wanted to have. I wanted to kill the kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that kid that sucks. I wanted that kid to die so bad. Uh, I was like, why? Why can't he just die? God. And then, and then you've got like Fergie showing up for a cameo for some reason as a singer. Oh my god, they fucked over Andre Bauer though. Oh yeah, Andre Bauer shows up from Brooklyn Nine Nine. Like, what, what, what is, what is he doing in this movie? You know, he's I take so it back. I, I, I know it's a paycheck, paycheck movie. It's a pay, it's, it's like, a paycheck. But he's so much better than that, dude. Oh yeah, and, he absolutely like, is. <sighs> like showing up on a film like this, disaster movies, is the most non-committal thing an actor can do. If you're killed off very quickly, it's an easy paycheck. All he has to do is show up and dance around in a ballroom for like a couple days, and then he's killed off. Like it's a, it's a paycheck. Right. That's all it is. He doesn't have to do anything. That this is a paycheck movie. Like maybe there was some tense moments when they're underwater for long periods of time, like when they have to flood the ballast tanks. Also, mm-hmm. why does Josh Lucas's character know so much? They never explain that, do they? They he just apparently no, he just, like what what threw what threw me off is when what's her name was like, Oh, where's the galley? And he's like, Oh, well you're not supposed to know. Well, how the fuck do you know? Yeah, well they I think they kind of imply he's a thief or he was in the navy or something like that. They Either way, that I, is not information you should know on that specific liner <laughs> yeah like i i hate instant genius characters because it completely removes all tension like i, I can understand if a kid a character is capable but if they're an instant genius with everything and they just had the answer like that that's uninteresting because you know they're going to be fine and of course he survives at the end <laughs> of course he does mm-hmm. you know it's like uh, i 
Also, can I talk about the uh, the horrendous abuse of CGI in this movie? Oh, go for it. Just okay, go for so it. the first shot of this movie is a long take of the cruise liner. It's like, oh yeah, it's a big cruise liner called the Poseidon. You know, it's showing off the visuals of it. It's like you couldn't go out and film an actual cruise liner with a helicopter and just digitally add the Poseidon name to the side of the ship. You couldn't actually shoot it practically. You had to mm-hmm. digitally make a giant ship and then superimpose Josh Lucas, who for some reason was hot shit back at this time. I, he was in like I, I, everything. He's, he's such a like middle of the road per, like actor. That's the thing. Like he's not bad. He's not good. He's just middle of the road. So I don't know why. And he's not even that hot. He's not. I I think I'm gonna throw him into the amalgam human because he just looks like all those other fucking assholes. It's just, it's just, and he disappeared too. He just kind of vanished off the face of the earth. Um, yeah, Javidich Kidmington by Woodland Dulles. <laughs> oh God! There you go. I'm never gonna, got it. I'm not even gonna remember the amalgamation at this point. It's just oh, too I've much. said it so many times that I've got it all down by heart. Um, but yeah, throw him in there. Um. But yeah, he's on the ship and it's all a green screen. It's all like the fucking floor is a green screen. Why? <laughs> what? You couldn't. Reasons. It th- this movie cost $160 million. The original cost, how much did the original cost? Like four and a half in the 70s, which adjust, adjusted for inflation is like maybe like 35, 40 million today. It's still. It's it's a lot of money still to us. Still nowhere. But... S- still in comparison of the two, nowhere near. Yeah, and the original looks better because <laughs> it's practical. Like I, just the elevator sequence when they're trying to go across on the uh, on the table, and just the elevator comes down. And you see like scaffolding falling and slamming into spikes below. By the way, why are there spikes down there? What the fuck? Um, and it just. And the guy falls, and he gets impaled, and then just just to add insult to injury, the elevator lands on top of him. <laughs> just right. I laughed at that moment. I was like, "That's hilarious." <gasps> Poor Freddie Rodriguez. Yeah, it's okay. He made it up in the next year at Planet Terror. He's all good. Exactly. He's the double feature man. Gotta love it. Yeah, yeah. All these actors redeemed themselves, with the exception of Josh Lucas, who went on to do basically nothing. So yeah, um, yeah. It, it's. The, the the problem is you don't have interesting characters. And the other issue is that this came out in 2006. By this point, the disaster movie was sort of passe. There was a weird thing in the 90s where there was kind of like this resurgence of the disaster movie. There was like, there was a movie on, there was a TV movie called about killer bees. There was uh, arachnophobia back in the 80s. There was a uh, earthquake. Was it um, was a volcano with Tommy Lee Jones? Mm-hmm. Dante's Peak. Oh, well, just if it can, ha- if it, they can make a movie, they made a movie. Like yeah, was- <laughs> yeah. There was all these different movies that came out that were about disasters, and it just by 2006, this is the two years after the day after tomorrow, one of the worst disaster movies ever made, but made a lot of money. It mm-hmm. Just by this point, it was over. Like it was so over it, and. And then the next one after this, I think the main money was 2012. And that's only because they were banking upon people thinking the, the world was going to end in 2012. Surprise, it didn't. We're 10 years on and technically the world is kind of ending, but it's a slow, painful death as opposed to a bang. 
Um, I, I think the best the best thing that they've ever done was doing if if we're gonna because you said they're banking on the 2012 thing, the the only thing that had been better quote unquote disaster movie as well was the Omen when they released it on six six six. Oh yeah, <laughs> just any any time they released a movie like that, it's just like it's such a fucking ploy. It's like oh yeah, we got to meet this release date. Oh, aren't you clever? It's just it's mm-hmm. Yeah, but by this point, it was so over. And now we're at the point where Moonfall came out. It came and went. No one saw it. It was a massive bomb. And there's all these articles come out like, this is a bad thing for cinema. Is it? Who's clamoring for this shit? Like, it's like a zombie that keeps crawling out of its grave and we keep kicking it down. Like, just, I'm so over it at this point. So it's funny that you say zombie because... That actually leads into my. <laughs> oh yeah, you're, uh, in, you're the third one. <laughs> this lead it leads into my secret, um, third comparison for Poseidon and Poseidon Adventure. <laughs> I didn't even know this existed until you mentioned it a couple hours ago, which shocked me. I was like, "What the yes. hell? Are you kidding me?" <laughs> so, so, and the funny thing is, I think it's better than the remake. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. That's not a high bar to jump over. I'm still saying that what they did in 20 minutes was better than the remake. Okay. So, yeah. so What's, what is fucking... it? All right. Let me let me set the scene. Set it up. You're a child. You're a child of the late 80s, early 90s. The big fad and craze is Pokemon. <laughs> shut up let me go (laughs) so (laughs) so it's the very first season of pokemon and it's actually it was a three-parter episode or three-parter you know of the thing and the first two episodes is like battle it's like the ssan and then the second one was like battle aboard the saint anne and it's this big, huge cruise liner. It was in the video games. It was in the original series. And it's it's like the Poseidon, you know. It's this big cruise liner, big hoity-toity. Um, and everyone's on it. There was a storm that kicked up. And it sank the ship. Ninety. The, the only difference, I would say, is instead of the majority of the crew and people dying like in the movies because it's a kid show, they escaped. And only our main protagonists were left, you know, just to have the adventure. Oh, so okay. there's no death. Yeah. So there's there's no death in that, you know. Um, well, it's again, a kid's show. Kid, yeah. It's a kid's show. So everyone does escape eventually. But the reason I bring up zombies is... In that third episode, when the actual, like, Poseidon adventure is happening, they find their antagonists are also on the ship still. And they, um, they send one of, one of the main characters sends out her Pokemon. She's like, oh, go to swim down since you're a water Pokemon, you know, you breathe underwater. And see if there's an exit that we could swim to or something. Or if we do have to go up through the hull. 
And so the, the Pokemon goes and swims. And they're like, what's taking so long? And then all of a sudden you see the antagonist's head pop up out of the water. And they all scream, zombie! <laughs> because, because, because it looked like waterlogged fuckers, you know, because the, the Pokemon like saved them. And then, and then it does go through the exact same events as the original and the remake. You know, there was the flash fire. There was the um, the hole filling. They had to use, like, the ropes to get from one to the side to the other. There was, um, they had to hold their breath to go through one of the things and swim through it. Like, so it, it does follow the whole same premise as Poseidon. And Poseidon Adventure, which I thought was actually kind of cool. And, um, you know, they do all eventually escape and make it to land and all. But it it's, it, I just remember because I did see Poseidon Adventure as a kid. And then I saw this Pokemon episode as a kid as well. And I'm like, why is this familiar? And then it's like, oh, my adult brain now is like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but what but again what they did in like the 20 minute episode honestly i feel was better than the remake yes it's already cast in characters that you know very well but even if you just watch that episode in and of itself you could still see personalities like freaking pikachu when the meowth didn't drown pikachu like snapped his fingers was like fuck you know <laughs> like he was a little dick and i loved it well, that's that's the yeah. other thing you pointed out is that I remember seeing interviews and like Kurt Russell was clearly like shilling for this movie. And he was like, you could end up in a disaster scenario and you wouldn't even know the people around you. You wouldn't even know their names. It's like, yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's great. Then it's probably accurate, but you need to have personalities because it's a movie. Personality is what yes. this movie is missing. Like, what's the difference between Josh Lucas's character and Kurt Russell's character? What's the difference? Uh, one one's a daddy. <laughs> <laughs> See, there is like you could run the red letter media test on this movie, and it fails on every level. Like, there's no characters. There's nothing to relate to. Like, everyone is just like man, woman, daughter, protagonist, protagonist. Like, it's it, yeah, it's the it's stereotypes. Like, yeah, it, it's the same shit you've seen a thousand times. There's nothing new added. That's why the Pokemon episode probably works because it's it's Pokemon. Like it adds something. Like I'm not it saying you need to add that into this. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not saying you need to add Pokemon into this movie, but just like do something else. Like show me other characters around the ship. Like don't. don't this is based on a novel of the same name. And I think the original novel was adapted fairly closely with the original film, and they did change stuff to modernize it for this remake. But if that's the case, you could change even more stuff. Like, just, we discussed this a bit with Papillon in the last episode, where when you readapt something, you have to change stuff in order to get it further away from the source material. And so you end up with this weird kind of Frankenstein monster. That's kind of the issue here, is that they were so slavish to the source material that you end up with basically the same movie, but done worse. Right. It's it's difficult remaking something that's based on a previously existing piece of material. So you're, you're it's like damned if you do, damned if you don't. It's not that it can't be done. It's just you need to add something. Something needs to be added. Like, why is Kevin Dillon in this movie? He's there just to die. 
you know? I mean, pretty much, yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just... The movie is ultimately just kind of pointless. I mean, it failed financially. It lost like $60 million for the studio, and rightfully so. It, it completely failed. Oh, that brings up something else. Um, there's apparently a sequel to the original film called Beyond the Poseidon Adventure, which I have never seen. Oh, apparently yeah. The, yeah, apparently the premise is that right after the end of the original film, scavengers show up to pillage the remains of the boat for anything that's still on board, and it's like this weird kind of like, it's like an action movie set in the same set pieces. Basically, it was a it was a means of using the Holy same sets. Holy shit! What? Michael Caine. Oh yeah, Michael Caine. Sally in it. Yeah. Field. And t- yeah, Tilly Savalas. Yeah. Oh, it's a, it's it's just like the original. It's a stacked cast. Like yeah, it's it's a good premise. The idea of like oh scavengers show up to pillage the ship for everything that's left. Like that's a good premise. Um, it currently sits at a zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> I kind of want to see it just to know. Like, I don't even think that Jaws the Revenge, another Michael Caine dud, sits at 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't even think that's down there that far. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I, I heard you, you were telling me about this and all that. Yeah. I was like, okay, you know, shitty movie. But then I just pulled it up. For, like I said, Michael Caine, all you had to do was say Michael Caine. And I was like, yeah. holy shit. What? Yeah. What? F- films like that are, uh, they're asset flips. Basically, they take the original material that's left over from the stages and the sets, and they just repurpose them. Like, this is, like, look at the Asylum, the, the people that make the Mockbusters. They mm-hmm. have one submarine set that they use for every movie. And they just keep repurposing it for all of their movies. It's it's a means of saving money. They can make profit on a movie that costs, you know, they, they've already spent the money. So they're just like, yeah, fuck it, use it again. But then, you know, the movie costs more for some reason. I don't know why. Um, yeah, it's uh, apparently the sequel is not good. I might just check it out because I'm mildly curious how awful it is. I- I honestly am very curious. Just just from cast alone, I am curious. Like Mark mm-hmm. Harmon, he's in it too. What the <laughs> fuck? Like I need to see this just just to just I got to know. <laughs> yeah, when I when I read the premise, I was kind of like, oh, this reminds me of that Clive Cussler novel, Raise the Titanic, which was also adapted into a not so great movie. I'm never gonna put that on film rescue because the movie is just horribly boring it's very boring it, even the trailer puts you to sleep um but yeah it's it's kind of the same premise like there's something that's on the ship and they want to pillage it and there's they, they, they secretly they were transporting something it's like you've heard this premise before but anyways, yeah, you've heard of it but it's it's it honestly just looking at some of the stills from the movie it kind of looks like a knockoff like james bond flick like from the 60s yeah it's an action movie it's yeah. not. It's not an adventure movie. It's an action movie. No, <laughs> they changed yeah. it. It is. It's, it is. Yeah, yeah. If the original is, if the original beside adventure is pitch black, then the sequel is Chronicles of Riddick. <laughs> mm. that's, that's what it is. What it is. Uh, so yeah, that that's kind of where we're at. Like the, the remake is not worth your time. Skip it. Don't waste your time. It's it's boring. There, I I. I I wish that there was some other better movie surrounding the air shaft sequence because that sequence is good. I like that one sequence in the movie. It's like, yes, this works. 
Mm-hmm. Everything else, forwards and backwards in the movie, you can discard it, and it's just crap. It's crap, you know? So, yeah. Original good, remake bad. <laughs> the sequel, check it out if you're morbidly curious. <laughs> uh, and you can't even see Emily Austin's boobs like you do in, in Shameless, so what's the point, man? Yeah, it's just yeah. Come on, man. The kid, you don't see Emily Rossum's boobs. Yeah, the kid, do- the kid doesn't die, and I- there's no characters. Give me yeah. some. Give me one. Give me one of those three, and I'll be smidge happier. But they mm-hmm. don't. <laughs> I don't get no titties, no death, or no characters. What the oh, fuck? Oh, the other dis- the other disappointment that I wish they could have seen. You never saw anybody get sucked into that propeller at the end of the movie, and I was like, "Damn it! Come on, Josh Lucas, come on, uh, get in there, fall into I it, come on!" Banking. Oh no, he didn't. I was uh, banking on that to happen. I was like, "Kill that fucker off! He doesn't deserve uh, to live. Do it." <laughs> they even just... state in the movie that he's like a thief and he's stealing people's shit, and I'm just kind of like, "Okay, so he's a pirate, all right? Well, does he deserve to survive? No. That's what <laughs> he's I'm kind saying. Of an asshole. Fucker, just let him die." <laughs> yeah. This. This remake is not good. Don't waste your time. Watch the original. It's quite good. Uh, it's on Paramount Plus right now. Um, remake, skip it. Is on Hulu. Remake's on. Yeah. So at least we didn't have to like pay, pay for these. Yeah, I didn't have to rent them. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, if, if you want to see either, if you have either um, Hulu or Paramount Plus, like you can at least watch them for that on there at least. Yeah. And where's uh, the Pokemon episode? Where is that available? <laughs> oh, that's on Netflix. No, actually, oh, no the whole shit. first season. Yeah, the whole first season of Pokemon is on Netflix, so you don't have to oh, be a no nerd shit. like me. <laughs> you don't have to be a nerd like me and own the DVDs. Ah, <laughs> oh, there you go. Awesome. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, okay. All right. So, going ahead and announcing our final episode for the season, we're doing the Wicker Man. <laughs> Yes! yes, because the original is really great, and the remake is the funniest comedy of the year. <laughs> I fucking love Christopher Lee. Let's get that out there right now. Uh-huh. Fucking love that man, and the fact that we get to see <laughs> Nicolas Cage go batshit crazy. <laughs> the bass, the bass, not my eyes, not my eyes. <laughs> I just I can't I can't oh my god oh god uh, so dumb so dumb this is the dumbest thing ever I can't <laughs> didn't Wicker Man also come out in 2006 it's it was around that time period let me see because I can't stop laughing now yep 2006 <laughs> came out the same yeah. year <laughs> oh my year god remakes this was a weird time. Like between 2005 and 2010, there was like a weird glut of just like endless remakes, and everyone was getting sick of it. It's like it just just oh. remake after remake after remake. Like it's like yeah. in 2005, War of the Worlds came out. It's just like all this shit just like piling up. Just yeah, yeah. This was a rough time in in cinema. <laughs> the the tragic dark the, years. The, ear- the early aughts was just awful. Hmm. With the exception of the beginning of Marvel. That was the when we got Iron Man 1 in, in 2008. That was the beginning of a giant thing. 
Mm. And now that's also kind of just going away now, too. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I'm, I'm ready for it to go. I'm ready for it to disappear. I'm ready for it to be gone. Anyways. Give us, give us as, as you say, give us more Peacemaker. <laughs> give us more Peacemaker. I need more of that, please. Warner Brothers, don't you dare cancel that or I will beat the shit out of you. God damn it, don't you dare. Ugh. Anyways, Hope, where can find our people find our stuff on the internet? Uh, you can find us at Jaguar Sharks on Instagram and Twitter where we do posts and you can reach out to us through there. You can also go to patreon.com slash Media. That's where if you do subscribe, it's only a dollar a month where you can get exclusive content. And we have a lot of different things we do on there, different shows, different video essays, bloopers, more insights. So that's something to check out. And um, yeah, that's that's it for now. We're going to have our both film rescue and uh, split the difference we're wrapping those seasons up very shortly and then just just listen to just re-listen to some of our old episodes until we come out with new stuff mm-hmm. yeah we've all been very busy recently so uh things have been kind of sporadic for film rescue at the moment but we are going to come back to it fairly soon we got a couple more episodes to end the season it will be happy it will be ending soon promise <laughs> all right so uh, if you want to get in touch with me, find me on Twitter at Hardcore B Shots. Uh, Split the difference will be wrapping up season four soon, and then Film Rescue ending its season fairly soon. We got some Star Wars on the way. We got some Mad Max on the way, and uh, got some Sonic the Hedgehog on the way. It's going to be a good wrap up for the season. Going to be good, good stuff on the way. And with that, good night. Good night.